This is the Purpose Lab. Never chase money. Chase purpose. Chase passion. Because if you're chasing purpose, chasing passion, and you're in your purpose and in your passion, you can provide a service for someone who will be passionate about that thing that you created if it's something that they need. That thing that you're passionate about, there's other people who want to see it. There's other people who want to buy into it. How you doing? This is Dr. D.F. Arnold, and I'm so excited about today's episode. We're doing something a little bit different, and we're planning to do this every other week in between our guests. But I always constantly get asked questions, always get asked questions. So my producer said, why don't we have a question answer type of um, series that we do ongoing? And that way we can kind of get some of the questions and, and talk about some of the questions and talk through some of the questions, because once again, The Purpose Lab is on a journey to interview the world's most successful failures. And I can tell you, if we had a a group um, that was that was the, the most successful failures in the world, I think I would be a part of that group. Not I think I know I would be part of that group. So I thought what better way to do this series than ask questions that were or answers questions that were given to myself. And so I'm going to ask for the help of my producer to help me as well, because we have some of the most interesting conversations offline. And I'm always telling, wait a minute. We need to put this online, Justin. What are you doing? Stop talking. Let's record this. And and I, I know it's because we vibe together. We we both believe the same things that is never happening to you. It's always happening for you. And so I'm excited to to do this episode with my producer, with my team, with my family and really just um get to some of those questions. So, Justin, if you would allow me, I'm going to go with the first question. Is that OK? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. And so if you have anything to add in, Justin, add in as we always do. So the first question is, how can I merge purpose, passion and profit? And this comes from Mike Bruce of Mike Bruce on IG. So big on purpose. I believe purpose and passion are similar. I believe that when you discover, first of all, what it's what you're designed to be on this planet to do, I believe that's when the game changes. So when you know what your purpose to do, and I believe you find out what your purpose to do Because like I said, passion is similar. But when you find out what your purpose to do, you'll be passionate about it. So a lot of times what happens, I believe, is because it becomes so and it comes so easy to us, we forget that that's our purpose. And so we forget that things that come easy to us, things that make us mad, things that make us cry, that may be something that's not only our passion, but something that we're purposed to do. And then lastly, Mike Bruce had asked, then how do you turn it into a profit? Everything on this planet started off as a thing. And that thing that was created was a thought. So that thing that's created started off as a thought, then it became a thing. So everything on this planet was once a thought became a thing. So the people who are the best at really providing something of value to other people, those are the people who you see are the most successful. So when you look at companies like Apple, when you look at companies like Google, when you look at companies like Nike, they provide a service. 
And that service that they provide allows them to make a lot of money. So I've told student athletes and people that I, I've worked with before, never chase money, chase purpose, chase passion. Because if you're chasing purpose, chasing passion, and you're in your purpose and in your passion, you can provide a service for someone who will be passionate about that thing that you created if it's something that they need. So that's where the profit will come from. So when you learn how to monetize those things that you're good at, that comes easy for you, is some people who enjoy woodworking and they enjoy it so much that they just do it. The key is using the woodworking to make a profit, because if you notice, I just worked with a young man and I said, all of these people around this room talk about how you're great at woodworking. So what if you turn that hobby, that passion into something that can provide you a profit? So using purpose, using passion Figuring out how to monetize it, meaning making sure that you jump and put yourself out there because it's going to be hard at first because your mind is going to try to trick you and say, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. No one's going to want to buy this. No one's going to because it came so easy to you. But that thing that you have, that your purpose to do, that thing that you're passionate about, there's other people who want to see it. There's other people who want to buy into it. So that's how you develop the profit from passion and purpose. How that sound, Justin? Man, it sounds good. And you know, when you think about finding that purpose, and I think this will even tie into our next question, so I won't, I won't divulge too much. But the thing about it is, is sometimes that purpose has to smack you upside the head. I think hmm. sometimes we run away from our purpose because those things come easy and we don't want to take that cop out, right? Like we think that we have to, we have to suffer, we have to grind, and, and you do, but, but purpose is, 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 is innate, right? We're wired yes. for our purpose. Yes. And yes. a lot of times when we, when we produce good work out of our purpose, we almost feel a little guilty for charging for it, but you're mm. right. It's value. It's a transfer of value. And when you think about the value that's a, a, attained on the other side, there, there has to be a transaction for that. It's value yes. for value. And yes. so I have had to learn even myself as a freelancer, as a consultant, as an entrepreneur, not to run away from the profit conversation. I know that I have giftings and talents and I need to not let my humility get in the way of my ability to transfer value and receive value from that. You, you know, you, it's funny because once again, I told you whenever me and Justin are talking, you just hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of times we feel guilty because mm -hmm. it comes so easy. So we think, how can I charge for this? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I had to experience that not too long ago and I'm constantly experiencing it, but I have a mentor who told me that you provide a value and Time is the most valuable commodity that we have. And so when you spent time developing this thing that the world needs to see, you got to understand that there's a value associated with it. And what I've watched happen before in, in, in numerous, numerous occasions is when you don't put a price tag on some things, people don't value it as the same way. That's right. So even though you know it's worth a lot, but if you 
don't put something on. And I'm not saying you got to charge for everything, but it is those things that you should be able to charge for because that person is going to receive value from that thing that you're going to produce. So I produced something not too long ago and I gave them what my price was. And what happened was they basically said, uh, no, this is what we want to give you. And so what I did, what I made the choice to do was to say, no, this is what my price is. And this is where I'm going to have to stay. And the reason why I was able to do that, to be honest with you, Justin, and to be honest, I'll be honest with the audience is because I'm starting to really realize what my value is. And if I don't value me and value my gifts, which my gifts don't come from me, it comes from something bigger than me. So if how is someone else going to value it? That's right. So you have to ask yourself those questions as well. No one else can value what you don't value. And so when you begin to value what your your giftings are, that's when other people will value it. And so I had to tell that company, No, this is what it is. And I I told him, I said, it's some, and I even gave them names of other great trainers and and speakers. And because I know that they're great as well. I just know what my value is and how, how I'm going to move the organization. So I wished them well and said, hey, here's some names. But I value myself more now than I did yesterday to know that I have a value today that will help that company in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And people feel so uncomfortable about that money conversation. Heck, I feel uncomfortable about, about the money conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, money, money is an essential aspect, aspect of, 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 you know, living, right? I mean, we've got bills mm-hmm. to pay. Mm-hmm. And while IOUs and, uh, you know, the promise of more work in the future, um, can be nice. It can be a nice transaction. I agree with you. Like there is, there was a point in my career where I had to say, I know what I'm worth. I know what I'm sacrificing when I do this thing that I'm purposed to do. And if I can't be compensated or there's not a fair transaction value for value, then I'm, I'm given more than what I'm putting in. And there are seasons, there are times, there are opportunities that you can do that, but you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't water down your yes so often that it holds no water anymore, you know? Yep. 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 So, yep. Yep. I agree. Cause once again, if you don't value it, how do you expect someone? And that, that's not just, and I know we're talking about our gifting, our purpose, and I know we're answering that question, but that happens in relationships as well. In relationships, we begin to devalue mm-hmm. who it is we are and what we bring to a relationship. And so what happens is that relationship can never be what it was designed to be when you don't know who you are. And so when you know who you are and you bring your best you to the table, you should have an expectation and standards in which where you expect that other person to bring the best themselves to that table as well. And so that's why we have to have these standards that I talk about. And that goes with business that comes, that goes with education that goes with all different components, all different things in life is, is valuing yourself and understand that you have to have standards that you're not willing to continue to drop. So, so it was a time where maybe you dropped down to a lower level, but now that you know your value, you stop dropping down. I, I know my value. So I stopped dropping down. And if I chose to drop down and do it for organization, that's my choice. You're right. But never let someone else dictate your choices because the choice is yours. 
You're right. You're right. You know, um, you know, this whole idea of finding your purpose, um, it's, it's an awesome concept. It's necessary. I think a lot of times people sort of wander around life without that purpose. And Robert Carlisle, Rob Carlisle has got a great question about how you know when you found your purpose. And, you know, I kind of alluded to it earlier that um, I think it's different for everyone. Um, you know, I think a lot about um, my wife and how when we first started dating and our relationship got more serious, people could look at us and they could tell we were just so happy together, right? She had a big old smile on her mm. face. Uh, I had a big old <laughs> smile on my face. I'm married up. I'm just going to be honest. Like, there's, uh, there's no <laughs> secret there. Um, there you go. But, but, but the deal is, is a lot of times your purpose when you're doing it, it just looks good on you. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. can see yes. it and it's evident. Yes. And I think it goes back to what we said previously that a lot of times it just comes natural. Um, it's, 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 it's natural as, is you know, riding a bike or brushing your teeth or, you know, I, I, gosh, putting away a bag of Doritos. I know I've done that every now and again. I mean, it just, <laughs> it comes, it comes natural to you. It's just, yeah. it's easy. And, uh, yeah. you know, for me, my purpose, my journey was a little different. Um, you know, it, it took me, it took me until my mid twenties to recognize that I had sort of been running away from what I was good at. Um, you know, sometimes you can have things that are fighting against you. And a lot of times those things can be internal, you know, whether it's mm. uh, resisting the idea that what you do is valuable um, or that someone should, should pay for it or buy into it. Um, for me, it was, it was those demons in my head that just said I wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, you know, I have always been fascinated with people and stories and community. You know, I remember, I, I, I probably told you this story, Damon, but I remember running around, uh, as a kid with a little tape recorder in my hand, just like mm. narrating my world. And mm. I, I would write, I was a writer. I, like fifth or fourth or fifth grade, I, uh, I had like a, <laughs> I had like this internship with a local newspaper oh, writing wow. news stories for kids. And wow. for some, for some reason, when I entered college, journalism, storytelling, communications never even crossed my mind. Mm. I just ran away from it. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to really be willing to answer the call. Um, yeah not be afraid of ourselves, not be afraid of what we hear from other people. Um, you know, you and I get to work with lots and lots of young people. And I tell, I tell students all the time, you are where you are right now because you've earned your right to be in that spot. Now soak mm. up every ounce of opportunity. Try everything you possibly can. It's, it's like a buffet right now. Dig mm. in, enjoy. And when you do that, when you allow yourself to try, you allow yourself to, uh, to open up. CJ, CJ talked about playing wide open. You know, mm. when you play wide mm -hmm. open and you let yourself really experience life free, that's when you find your purpose. Definitely, definitely. You, you hit the nail on the head. I would, I would add too. And, and, and wow, that was right on to discover and to know you found your purpose is to be courageous enough to go after that thing 
that once again, and we spoke about it earlier, it just comes easy. It's natural. And maybe people are telling you that you're so good at this thing. And I said a long time ago that I've always knew I was a people person. I knew that. But I did these other things. But even though the other things that I did, it was still always about people. And so now it was up to me to be courageous enough to take that step to say, okay, this is what I'm doing, but this is what I know I should be doing. And I think a lot of times that's what we deal with is being courageous enough to say, you know what, as hard as and as scary as this may be, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people because that word purpose may mean that you went to school for one thing, but you find yourself doing something else. But that something else brings you so much joy. It brings you so much satisfaction because you can see the people who you're working with and they light up. You can see when you go home and when you're in that that flow, right? Athletes always talk about that zone, that flow. You know when you're in that flow because you're just in your thing. And that's when the game changes because that's the seed that's inside of all of us. And that seed, I believe, all throughout our life is being watered by different experiences. But I think we allow the other experiences to kind of drown it out. And so I think, you know, you found your purpose when you finally are courageous enough to say, you know what? This is when I feel at my best. This is when I feel that I matter. And you may have other people, you know, we have parents and, and, and I'm a parent and, you know, we deal with young kids and, and, and a lot of them will come and they're doing what other people said they should do or other people say they should be good at or mm-hmm. other people say, oh, well, this is where the money is. Yeah, the money is in engineering, but you don't like math. Yeah, the money is in being a doctor, but you're not good at science. (laughs) And so just because other people are saying you should be good at that because it's a lot of money in that, that doesn't mean that's the thing you should supposed to be doing. Because I don't want the person who didn't do well in school to be operating on me. And I don't think you would want that as well. So that's why you have to do the thing. And just because you weren't good at science, just because you weren't good at these other things, that thing that you're good at, that thing that you're purpose to do, oh my goodness, that's what the world needs. We, we You've heard me say before, <coughs> you heard me say before, we all come to this planet as originals. And the problem is, We die copies. Mm -hmm. And the bigger problem is, it's not that we're copying, it's that we copy the wrong people. And a lot of times we're copying people based on what they are doing and we're saying we should be doing that. No, we should be doing what we're courageous enough to say, this is what I'm purposed to do. And so I remember having to tell, you know, some of my, some of my athletes, some of my, I would give, I would empower them to have that conversation with parents. Because the parents wanted them to, like I said, do, do, do something in science, do something in engine. And I would empower them to say, well, listen, this is where, and we would put a plan together. I would have them research that thing that they told me that they're passionate about. So now they have a different conversation that they're having with their parents. And it's based on the facts 
of their interests, not just on what their parents want them to do. So bringing it back to what we're talking about is I think, you know, you found your passion and you find your passion when you're courageous enough to stand on that thing that you really enjoy doing. And that really lights you up. That's right. Man, this is good, Justin. This is good. I didn't know you. I didn't know you carried around a tape recorder and, and narrated your world. I did, man. I, I loved it. I, I wonder if any of those tapes still floating around too, because I I remember listening to some of that stuff and thinking, man, there's just so many cool things going on in the world. Mm. I, I got one right here, actually. I, I I still have a little digital recorder, and wow. it's very funny because I will I will capture little things. I still have things that I recorded from, mm, you know, like first couple of years of marriage, and we'll listen yeah. back to them and probably realize how silly we were <laughs> but at the same time like they're little snapshots man it's yeah. you know pictures pictures say say a lot but the yeah. human voice the human story conveys so much energy so much emotion yes, yes. so yes and I, and I think that's why we enjoy what we do right is yeah. we've we haven't allowed our experiences to have power over us. We've taken power over our experiences and now we're able to articulate it in a way where it can help other people. Because once again, when I talk about purpose, when I talk about passion, I believe all of us are here for a reason. And we're all here, when we're all understanding we're here for a reason, we understand that the reason isn't just for us. The reason is to help someone else who may go through something that we've been through, that we've made it through. That's when everything changes. Absolutely. And I was just thinking as you were talking, it's, I feel like the shift in perspective is we're not just using the journey as a ride. We're seeing it as a tool, right? A tool mm-hmm. to help others. And and I think of that idea of like being a stepping stone for people. Like I want to help other people level up. And yes. a lot of times that comes from me not leveling up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. making mm-hmm. those mistakes, taking those lumps, taking those bumps and and using that to level others up. And I feel like when we yeah. do that, man, the world is just so much more fulfilling. And a lot of times that just comes through sharing my story. So it's funny. We've had the conversation, you and I, and, and I can't tell you how many times, like, like I'm committed to working out in the morning time. And, I, you know, as you know, I do my workout and then I have these messages after. And now it's to the point I get so much feedback from other people. And I had some feedback from a student athlete last week, former student athlete of mine, and he had been going through some things and he he just texted me out the blue and he probably graduated, I would say four years ago, five years ago. And he had been going through some things and he said, man, doc, I just want to say your messages in the morning time, they really get me out the bed. They really get me up. And so the next day we end up having a conversation. I called him because I wanted to reach out to him and, and call him. But we, we, we went through everything and I told him, I said, you know, the different messages that I get from other people, it, it, it allows me to know that my messages aren't just for me, even though I hear them because I need the, the words that I'm, that I'm saying, it comes to me, comes through me, but it comes to me as well. And right. so I told her, I, I'm glad that I'm helping. But what that does is it's no pressure on me to make sure that I'm constantly doing it. More than anything, because I'm purpose to do it, it's 
oh, you can't not do this because this is my purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't not do this. And that's when we get into purposes, I can't not do this. So when yeah. we talk about be, being courageous enough and, and helping people level up is I cannot not tell my story. I cannot not talk about the things that I made it through because someone else needs to hear it. Shame on me if I'm holding it in and, and want to act like I have it all together. No, that comes with my marriage. That comes with everything that I've been through. I'm transparent and I'm an open book because what if somebody was about to make a decision that I could have helped them with to make a different decision that could have kept them here another moment? Right. And I didn't say anything. I had something inside of me to say, but I was embarrassed because I let that thing that used to have power over me, continue to have power over me instead of saying, no, I'm going to take power over it by speaking life into this person. Shame on me if I'm not courageous enough to do that. And once again, that brings it to purpose. Be courageous enough because someone needs that thing that you have inside of you to do. All right, you want to go to the next one? Here we go. Let's do it. So next question I have, Justin, is... What are some valuable lessons or opportunities that have come that have come during this time of this COVID pandemic? So what are some things, some valuable lessons or opportunities that have come for you or come to you during this ongoing COVID pandemic? I'll let you take it first. Oh, man, so much. Um, you know, look, I think it's it's hard to answer a question like this without acknowledging that, that there is suffering and yes. that there are a lot of people that are hurting. I mean, I've, you're, you're starting to hear stories of people that are close to you or you're connected mm-hmm. to in some way that have been influenced. I've, I've got a coworker, um, you know, she's, she's not older. She's a few years older than me. And you know, she's had it and two months ago and is still having difficulty breathing. And so this thing is, is impactful. Um, yes. But I also recognize that it was a moment in time where we all just literally hit the pause button. And mm. never before have I felt that feeling. I, I felt like my schedule just came to a screeching halt. I felt like the I'd, I'd hit my yes quota a long time ago. And so my bucket just, my bucket just emptied and it was me, my wife and my kids. And thankfully I I had a job. I was still drawing a paycheck and and people that Mm. depended on me, but it allowed me to step back, zoom out and refocus. Mm. And when you have that, that, that opportunity to, to step back and get that perspective, you can realize those things that have been sort of hanging out on the periphery that aren't as valuable to you and your purpose mm-hmm. and your trajectory, right? And so I have been able to, as we move through this season, zoom back in a little bit and start saying no to the things that aren't really bringing me joy, that aren't really moving me forward. And truthfully, they're just as much not the right fit for me as they were for the people that I was working with, right. And interacting with. And so, um, I feel like no is a word we, uh, we have a really hard time saying, especially like agreeable, uh, very, uh, extroverted people like you and I, I I just have a hard time saying that word sometimes. Yeah. 
And so it's, it's become a, a lesson that I've been able to learn in this time. Um, getting on the same page with my wife mm. um, has been huge. I feel like when you're married for long enough, you start to think the same things really quickly, mm. really easily. And so they're not always well articulated and just restating our goals together and the way we handle situations and get things done. We, we really just got to reevaluate our system. And I, I, I seriously, I geek out. I was telling somebody at work the other day, I have totally rediscovered how to capture ideas and mm. get, get Angela and me on the same page. And uh, wow. it's a beautiful thing, man. And just loving on yeah. my kids. Just loving yeah. on my kids, yeah. man. The time just goes by way too quickly. Yeah. I think, um, man, you keep you keep hitting the nail on the head. This is the first time in my lifetime and in many people's lifetime that the whole world stopped. That the whole world literally paused and shut down. And I think, and you mentioned, you know, let's be real clear. As you said, there are some people who are suffering and who have suffered and who have lost loved ones. And, and unfortunately through this time, they weren't able to, they weren't able to go visit Mm -hmm. their loved ones. My, my wife early on when everything shut down was in the process of shutting down, her grandmother passed away. And she had to make a decision whether she was going to get on a plane because this is early on or or not go to the funeral. And she made the decision that I can't get on a plane because we didn't know what was going on. And and, and then coming back and not knowing the, 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 the really what could happen. And so she made it. So that was a hard time for her. And, and, and other people that I've talked to and, and, and that that's been through it and, and, loss of jobs, loss of employment, different things like that. So this is this has been hard for a lot of people. The thing that I've always talked about was what can we do? And I had a message today and I said, what now? What now? Because now is the opportunity for all of us to have been through this, to go through this and figure out what is my now going to look like? Because my now is going to prepare me for my next. And I get to determine what my next is. So you have some people who weren't technologically inclined. Now it has to be a shift. I've always told the story about two gentlemen. They both had the same amount of bills, same mortgage, and they both worked at the same job. One, they both get laid off the same day. One comes home and he's just a wreck, don't know what he's going to do and gets home to the wife and the wife is crying because they don't know what they're going to do. That was their reality where the other gentleman, he came home, same similar bills, everything and came home, told the wife and the wife said, so are you telling me it's now time? And he said, yeah, this means it's time. And the time that they were talking about is because he always talked about starting his own, starting his own business. And this is that time where people have to reevaluate that purpose thing that we talk about, because that's where you're going to be your best at when you're in your purpose. It's people who 
do stuff online where they're selling things on Amazon. Um, just just all these different revenue streams that that are being created. And I know it's scary. This pandemic is scary. But now it's time to reshape and reevaluate how we move forward. And so for me, that's what I took time out to do. Same thing with you, you know, to to reconnect with wife, wifey, and then um, have those conversations with my kids who my son has two more years and he'll be off at college. And so really spending that time with my daughter. And, and so it was the opportunity to do that. But really for me, the biggest opportunity for me was saying, okay, you know what your purpose to do. What is your now looking like to prepare you for your next? And so that's what I've been doing is, is taking advantage of every opportunity to learn, to grow, to make sure that I'm monetizing this thing called my purpose. And that's why I was so happy, blessed when you came into my life and wanted to do this podcast, right? And so that's one of the things that came out of this is I always knew I had a story. I always knew I wanted to get it to the world. And so I think when we really pause and really think about where is it that we want to go for our next and really just take time out to really just think about it. Because I think once we start thinking about different things, because remember what I said, everything on this planet started off as a thought. And this give this time has given us an opportunity to really get in touch and tap into our thoughts so we can develop our thoughts to create that thing. That thing will be there to help other people. So that's what's come out of this whole thing for me is really just taking time to get in touch with my thoughts, get in touch with, OK, what is my next going to look like? Yeah, it's totally right. I had a, a leader on our campus who. uh who said pretty early on in this pandemic, he said, we cannot be unchanged by this moment. Mm. We can't mm. go backwards from where we're at right now. And I think that when, and, and you've talked about this idea of courage, I, I use the word bravery a lot, and it's the same, mm. same idea. It's, it's being bold and recognizing mm. that there's an opportunity in front of you and it's going mm. for it. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be a little scary. It doesn't mean it's not going to come without failure. Um, in fact, it, it, it's going to be both of those. Yeah. But we cannot be unchanged by this moment in time. And if we don't reflect and we don't respond, we've, we've, we have lost six months of our lives. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we take a moment to really sit back, soak it in, understand what we've, what we've gained individually um, and the opportunities in front of us as a society, I think we have the moment to, to seize on this and do great things as a result of the tragedy. I agree. And so that's, that's, my, that's my hope personally. That's my hope for my community and the, the, the teams and the people I work with. And, and I know that, uh, I know that we, uh, I know that we have a lot of potential and a lot of opportunity if we just go for it. Yeah. And and that's the key is what you said is go for it. And and that thing about fear, we got to stop allowing it to paralyze us. Yeah. Because on the other side of that fear, I believe that's where that's where the fruit is. I believe that's where your passion is. But that fear is trying to keep you in that position where you never get to a chance to experience bliss. 
Because if I never do what I'm fearful of doing, I can never experience what I possibly could have lived the rest of my life doing. And so that's what we have to battle with a lot of times is really just breaking down fear. Why am I fearful of this? Why is fear trying to prove? Because fear will come at the most opportune time. when Right as you're about to break through, that fear will be there. But the most successful people that we've interviewed, they talked about breaking past that fear. They talked about getting themselves in position where they're putting themselves out there. So, Justin, I think we did it. I, and, and I'm excited to continue to do more. But these yeah. questions, I want to thank the audience for providing us with these questions. Keep them, keep them coming. And we're going to do our best to to answer these questions. And I love what you did, Justin, is you brought something in from our past guests and, and what they said, because a lot of the nuggets that they're getting giving as we're interviewing the world's most successful failures is things that are answering these questions as well. So I love how you transition to that point. So I want to thank you, Justin. I want to thank you for your time listening audience. I hope you enjoy this. I can't wait till we do our next one. Once again, this is the Purpose Lab where we're on a mission to interview the world's most successful failures. So thank you for failing your way to success with me, Justin. Appreciate you being a failure along with me. Thank you, sir. This is Dr. Diafarno, the Purpose Guy. And remember, you can live ordinary or extraordinary. The choice is yours. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.